I just wanted to make it like a natural ease from our off uh, microphone conversation into our on microphone conversation. You mean when I just silent in one word answers and you try to invite me to do things and I have to politely decline? Is that the on on microphone interaction or the off microphone interaction? Because they're kind of similar. Where I don't talk to you. Wow. Yeah, because I don't like speaking to you. You like? I thought you liked speaking to me. I thought we were good friends. I thought that's why we started this podcast because we were really good friends. Well, must be. I don't know what. I don't know. Hmm. Right. I I record all our conversations to avoid legal things. Right. Just in case you know one of us were to admit to something. Right. No, I get it. We're friends, I suppose. We're friends. We're the pen pals. And I'm your pen pal, Egg. And with me, as always, is Jess GG Jess. It's technically the 15th episode because episode two um, apparently is still lost and not released despite months of a certain somebody telling me they were going to post it and then never posting it. So, really, you know, it could be the 16th episode or it could just be episode 15. It's really whatever you want to. Hold on. Hold on. I have something more pressing. I'm looking out the window of this library study room. There, there are, no, hold on. There are a group of people. They're standing in the lawn. They are in a semicircle of some kind, and they do appear to be chanting some type of thing. Now they're walking. They're taking steps. They've repositioned it. They either they either look like they're taking the form of a hieroglyphic of some kind in their formation or or of the classic meme dick butt and I'm not I can't really make it out. They're walking again. Is the nipple guy still there? The nipple guy has left. His nipples are properly okay. cooled. They're they've been iced oh, to perfection. Right. He's he's made it on his happy way with his little chest popsicles. This is a strange place. Yeah, well, why do you think I don't go to that school? <laughs> yeah, and because because you have such good things to say about your school. Excuse me. Hmm. Oh, that's nothing. True. I don't. I, I. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you don't have anything well, against. Unlike your school, unlike unlike your school, I have. People from my school who listen to this podcast, so I'm just going to not comment and we're going to leave it at that. Okay, then we should probably, I think we should clarify then, you don't have anything against the school itself. It's just the vibe. No, I don't, I struggled adapting to the new school, but I'm much more acclimated now than I was, so. That's a good point. And on your point, I told my roommate when I left I was going to record a podcast. Yeah. So I'm I'm opening up a little bit. I'm I'm blossoming into a beautiful egg flower. Your little egg flower, open it up, mm-hmm. open up your little anus. Mm, lovely. If you open up my anus, you get to see my egg plant. That was an emoji <sighs> joke, because the eggplant emoji oh, means the gosh. penis. Oh 
my gosh. Hmm. I think it's going to storm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, it's going to have to cool down. It's been a rainy week, a rainy, cool week, and then today it was 80 degrees. And I'm like, this is going to storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a nasty one. It was thundering pretty bad over here a few days ago. Ooh, are you scared? No. Well, there was one really big, really loud one that made me... There's one really big and really loud one that did make me pee on the carpet. But that was it. Like a shih tzu. Yeah, it was alright. I hid under the couch for a while. My roommate put the newspaper down. Gave me some treats. It was fine. It only thunders when it's raining. (laughs) In other news, um, one of our favorite shows of all time, Big Brother, just wrapped up. Jess, you watched the... I never really... I never watched the full finale. And I'll be honest with you. Yeah. We were recording, actually, last week, Wednesday, and that's why uh, I missed most of the episode, because we were recording. And then, afterwards, I went downstairs, I ended up watching the last 10 minutes to see who the winner was. And, you know, I never bothered watching the the rest of the episode, because what I did see gave me a bad taste in my mouth. It was... It was so bad that you had to call me almost as soon as the Skype call ended to tell me the travesty that occurred on live TV. Sorry, was me calling you inappropriate? Should I not have done that? Uh, was that a problem? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying what, what we had just talked to each other and what happened, you, you needed to tell me so quickly. I was trying to emphasize... What the the call wasn't the bad part. What happened on TV was the bad part. At, what? When I called, I think you were still walking home yet when I called you. I hadn't even left the study room. Oh my! Yeah. Why don't you, in case you didn't watch the Big Brother finale, because despite what most people probably think, this is not a Big Brother podcast. Uh, what happened, Jess? So. From what I saw, they had just cast their votes, and they just brought out the pre-jury cast members, you know, the ones who were evicted before jury. Right. They've been in the real world. And, you know, usually they don't talk to them, but then Julie started talking about showmans, and so she talked about Haley and Fessy and how they were, and, you know, they gave a couple comments, and then they talked about, um, um, what was T- the other showman? Tyler and Angela? About? Tyler and yeah, Tyler and Angela showmans, and then they go to Bailey and Swaggy C, and I was like, oh great, we're gonna have to hear from Swaggy C. He stands up, and I was like, boy, sit down. Yeah, what you stand up for? Like they don't let you, they don't let you go. Like last year, they wouldn't let Cody go give Jessica a hug until after the show. Well, he stood up and he walked over there, and Julie didn't say anything. I said, oh no. And he did. He proposed a marriage to her on live television. Mm-hmm. And it took about four minutes, and it was obnoxious and stupid, and he stole the show, and it irritated me. And she said yes, but she also felt, I could tell, looked uncomfortable. 
Anyway, that was really upsetting. So then when Julia has to reveal the vote, she has to, like, weave through the crowd of house guests who have gathered around about this engagement, and she doesn't have time to read, like, the votes slowly to build suspense like she normally does. And this would have been a suspenseful vote. And it was upsetting that it was rushed. And then CBS was, like, throwing that out there. Nobody wanted to see that. You go on Reddit, nobody wanted to see that. Mm. Nobody was happy about that. Yeah. What was, what was that meeting like? You know... You know who's who's been the most hated, one of the most hated house guests of the entire summer? Oh, Swaggy C. What's what's a showman that nobody's thought about for mm, a little more than half the game? Oh, the romance between the showman's between Swaggy C and, and Bailey. You know it'd be great if we learn to propose on live TV. What? Why would you do that? So Casey and Tyler were the final two. And then when Julie starts revealing the votes, like, they're stacked in Tyler's favor, you know. The, the first vote, JC, goes to Tyler. The second vote, um, which is Angela, goes to Tyler. The third vote, Sam, surprised me a little, but it, it also didn't, goes to Casey. And then Brad goes, and he votes for Tyler. And then Haley votes for Tyler. And at that point, I was like, well, Tyler won. Because Haley voted for Tyler, which means Spencer's gonna vote for Tyler. Scotty votes for Casey, and then, and then literally everybody else who has to vote, Sky, this is Scotty and Fessy uh, and Rockstar and Bailey all vote for Casey, and she wins five to four. Dang. And I was just, I'm okay with her winning. I wanted her to win. I agree. But it was interesting. I think it, it was meant. Interesting. It was. Was it? I was just gonna say. I think it meant. More to Tyler to like win America's favorite than it meant to like win the game. Yeah, that's surprising too because usually they don't win if they're in the top two. But there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was happy that JC was not in the top three for America's favorite house guests. Yeah, thank God. It was Tyler, Brett, and Haley, which was really interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Was Haley like funny or something? Did people? I just think she was America's sweetheart. You know, I think that's the role she was. That's fair. That she got a pretty good edit. She got a pretty good edit on the TV, which you know isn't bad because she was the smartest person of her life, which isn't saying a whole lot. But <laughs> well, at she's least the only one that took shot. That yeah, and like we watched the episode where she got evicted together. And, um, like, when she was coming out of the house, I remember you saying, like, oh, I hope I hope she's not bitter. And she wasn't. She was really honest about her gameplay and the game gameplay of her alliance. And I think I think I appreciated that. She really was. Yeah, she, she was. She really was, she, and that was nice to see. Mm-hmm. But she didn't vote bitter. She did not vote bitter. She voted for the best game. Like, she was much closer to KC than she ever was to Tyler. Mm. And she voted... For Tyler, so. It was all in all? Yeah, the same record. It was, yeah, it was a good season. Mm-hmm. But they shouldn't have proposed marriage no. on this finale, but they did. Mm. And, and for those of you who were wondering if Bailey really got pregnant in the Big Brother house, she did a video with Swaggy, and they admitted that she, in fact, did get pregnant in the Big Brother house, but ultimately miscarried in the jury house so that's sad that's sad yeah 
regardless of what you think about somebody personally and you know how much can we really know about them personally it's that's hard on a person and nobody deserves to have that happen to them when the day after she found out she was she had that blowout screaming match with Tyler and so people were blaming Tyler for her miscarrying which is not cool I feel like she miscarried from the stress of the game and you know being in that environment is stressful and all that so I think it was more from that I don't think it was any one particular person and nobody should be accused of that it was yeah. a terrible accident I agree it's not it's not fair to put that blame on you wouldn't put you wouldn't put the blame on the mom for for being super stressed out you wouldn't be like what a horrible person just let it let it go it's a horrible thing they'll be strong and they'll they'll figure themselves out that's right mm-hmm. <clears throat> well what do you say we we uh, hop into this Season twenty, Julie confirmed the season twenty-one of Big Brother and Celebrity Big Brother will be this winter. Season twenty-one next summer. So we that. Nice. When do we find out the cast for Celebrity Big Brother? Probably in January. All <laughs> right. If you're Jonesing for some reality TV, you can go over to ABC and watch Dancing with the Stars and Dancing with the Stars Junior. If you're into that, I don't know anybody who is, but. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Even my mom, who was a diehard Dancing with the Stars fan, is over Dancing with the Stars. You know, Jenny was the same way. She hasn't watched it in many seasons. Do you remember the one-season show Skating with the Stars? Uh, yes, I do, actually. That is familiar to me, I think. Dang. I don't remember a lot about it or who was on it. I just remember that it existed... And it was even worse than Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I am there. Mm-hmm. I am all for it. You want to you wanna hop into this meaty little number? Don't ever call it that. All right. I'm sorry. But okay. All right. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the book and, and more so the collection of works of... Um, an abundance of Catherine's and John Green. Now, before we started the podcast, Gigi asked me what book we were going to be doing, and I, I wanted to wait because we famously have not been very kind to Mr. Green. And this can this will probably end up going down that similar route, but I wanted to take time clear the air a little bit, talk about some things that we think Mr. John Green does well, talk about some things we think that he doesn't do well, and talk about our main problems with John Green books. I suppose. I suppose. It might be it might be healthy for us to get it out before he hears our podcast and tries to murder us viciously. Yeah, well, judging by his novels, he would be too much of a weak tit to even attempt to assault anybody, so I'm not concerned. We are, we are hopping right into the... So, Jess, what, what John Green books have, have you read any, or...? Yeah, 
what books have you read? Read I read Searching or Looking or Seeking Alaska, whatever. I can't really be bothered to remember the actual title. Um, that one wasn't terrible. I read um, before the movie came out. I read We Are Cancer Children or whatever. Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, that one. And I yeah, I read those two. Um, probably read another one and just blocked it completely out of my memory. Right. I have read Paper Towns and Abundance of Catherines, and I've seen some parts of the movie for Fault in Our Stars, but, you know, everybody basically knows the synopsis for that book, so... We are, we are cancer kids. Yeah, we, we have cancer. I don't want to love you because I have cancer and I could die. I love you. Oh, you have cancer. Oh, you're dead. I'm sorry if I spoiled the plot of Fault in Our Stars. Egg also has his eye on turtles all the way down, so let me go read that. I, I won't, probably. Not unless we get... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, can, I, can I interject? We went to a bookstore and you were hovering over the display for turtles all the way down, and you read the back, and you expressed a lot of interest in reading it, so I'm pretty sure you have your eye on it, Blanche. I, uh, I don't remember that. I remember reading the back. I don't remember hovering with lustful eyes at looking at the book. Ooh, I must be exaggerating. I'm pretty sure you said you were going to read it. I'm mm. pretty sure it's on your Goodreads one to read list. Is it? Or whatever. I don't remember. I don't know. So what? So John John Green books. What's let's let's each what's what's one good thing about. John Green books. Yeah, they end. <laughs> well, eventually they come to a point where you do not have to continue reading. Well, I think, I think he he has. Well, I was going to say he has interesting concepts, but he's had one interesting concept, and kind of just. Found a formula that works and it's made him a millionaire, I'm sure. So he is smarter than me on that aspect. Mm -hmm. And, like, again, I say this every time we talk about John Green books. If you like John Green, if his works speak to you, this is no way an attack against you. This is nothing against you. We don't have any problems. Find your joy wherever you find your joy. As the Teenage drama genre is right up my alley. I mean, I watch Riverdale. I read the uh, Simon vs. the Hobo Sampy Agenda. I plan on reading Lee on the Offbeat. I love the movie Love, Simon. So it's really not that. It's just I don't care for his writing style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you are, of course, entitled to that opinion. I don't... So here's the thing. I read Paper Towns. I thought it was good. I thought I didn't think it was great, but it was okay. It was a little too over dramatic for me. I think that sometimes he reaches in trying to sound altruistic and trying to trying to make very grandiose points. And sometimes I think he reaches a little too far for that. But 
it was still like a decent book. And then I read An Abundance of Catherine's and I was like, oh, this is this is the same painting, different color. Right. Right. So it's like yeah. but, so what did you want to talk about about John Green specifically? I just kinda wanted to talk about like like what he does and what we like about it and what we don't like about it. Like a little more specifically than we just don't like him. Yeah. We can go over the John Green checklist of how to write a good novel. Okay. Alright. Check box one. Make your main character have some type of quirk. Maybe they have cancer. Maybe they're a childhood prodigy. Maybe they're just have had a crush on one girl forever. They're moody and unrelatable. Yeah. Check two. That people have to drive a long distance someplace. Maybe it's to find a girl you have a crush on. Maybe it's to find another girl you have a crush on. Maybe it's just Maybe to find that Amsterdam to meet an author that you really like, who turns out to be a raging dickhead. I, you know. Yeah, that dude was a dick, wasn't he? Yes. Well, apparently. Check three. F have some type of romantic encounter in this new setting. Maybe it's with a local you found there. Maybe it's with your crush. Maybe you just kind of make out and cuddle with your crush. Maybe it's with the rich cancer dude that brought you there. Mm -hmm. um, check box four. Uh, make sure that it is sappy and just full of drama and angst and just really gets to a teenager's soul. Mm -hmm. That's another... Mm -hmm. I feel like he writes to like he's the like the person that tells people what they want to hear. So he writes specifically to what he thinks the average American teenager likes to read about. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is what they like to read about. I don't know. Well, clearly he's successful enough to have found something that works. Yeah. And like power to him. It's it's just aggravating to to for me to see formulaic writing and maybe i'm just being jealous that's entirely possible maybe i'm just jealous that he's successful and i'm not but at the same time writing should be about being honest and putting down what is important to you and like it shouldn't be easy for people you know like yeah some people are are better writers and like that stuff comes easily for them but like that's i'm not talking about the act of writing i'm talking about like the 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 thing beneath it you know right yeah i don't know i get you I think that all good writing stems from honesty and being vulnerable with your audience. And I'm sorry, but when you recycle the same story over and over again, you're not being honest with your audience. That's right. Well, you know, it works for him, I guess. So. Yeah. 
Do you have anything else you want to say about John Green? No, not really. I feel like no. All right. You know, doesn't deserve any any of my opinions. That's fair. So. I can't argue with that. Okay. Hey, Gigi. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you like to hop on board the fun train with me? And take a little little trolley ride to Joy to Joytown. Sure. All right. Well, I've got I've got a I've got a game here called Collab Creations, and what we do here is we each pick out um, certain aspects of the story, like setting, main character, antagonist, and genre, and then me and Gigi work together to create a a well detailed plot. From that, uh, from those aspects. Okay. All right. So today I picked out the setting and the antagonist for us. <clears throat> the setting is Yellowstone National Park, and the antagonist is a man with an allergy to vitamin D. Uh, Jess, would you mind picking out a main character and a genre? is a um an english professor who is really hold on hold on can you are you are you going to describe john green right now all right sorry continue you know me my main character is going to be a strong female anyway she was a uh, she was an English professor at Harvard, and she is actually a CIA agent. Her name is Philomena Watchtower. Philomena. Genre. Philomena Watchtower. And the genre of the uh, plot here, we're gonna go with a a spy novel. Oh, all right. Um, that let's let's open this up, then going into the story. Okay. Okay. The first thing we see is the moon, and then it pans down to a little log cabin, and inside the cabin is. Filomino Watchtower and but we 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 just see the name tag Filomino uh, of course of course spelt P-H-I-L Amino and um, she's like she's dressed up like a normal park ranger uh, a car drives by they're like see you later Phil Apparently she wears just the you know a um a game tag I guess. I said she's dressed up like a park ranger. Don't think they even wear name tags. Don't they have little badges? Anyway, I don't. I have no idea. Anyways, she's dressed like. She was an English professor. <laughs> All right, so English professor Filomino is teaching a class about it's nature. Philomena, it ends with an A, not no. All right, anyways, uh, English professor Philomena 
is teaching a class about nature writing in the middle of Yellowstone and she's like oh over here is some birds aren't they pretty write about how pretty they are and then when the class is distracted she she walks over and she sees another pretty bird and she's like oh I'm gonna write about this and then all of a sudden boom explosion class dead Jess your turn And she runs back and she sees the charred remains of her class. But she sees that one student, um, Chloe Anderson, is barely alive but still alive. But she's burned. But she's alive but not for long. Right, yeah. She goes up to her and she's like, Chloe Anderson, what happened? And, you know, Philomena's real calm. She ain't even distressed. She ain't even sweating it. Right. She's just like Chloe. Yeah. And so Chloe's all like, he blew us up. And then she's like, what does he look like? And then Chloe's like, I think he had a vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> and then, and then Philomena's like, ah! It's like an instant zoom in, instant zoom in, like, yeah. like she squints her eyes like him. Yeah, yeah. she knows. And then Chloe reaches out to be held by Philomena in um, her last moments of life, but Philomena's wearing a white hiking suit, and she doesn't want to get charred remains on there. No, so right. So she just respectfully finds and walks away to go search for him. Right. So then, uh, then it it cuts to uh, a cave, and we see Yogi's um Yogi's very messed up remains at at the mouth of it. He's still got the little hat because you know uh, the vitamin D man is is respectful, but he did. He did seriously murder that bear real bad. And um, yeah. inside the cave, uh, the, the man is, we see him like walking and splooshing around in water. He comes to a, an oddly shaped stalactite and he gives, it, he gives it a little like a little yank. And then a hatch opens up. He slides Emperor's new groove style into a secret lair and when he lands we see a giant cork board full of like red lines and like pictures and in the middle is a sun and he's drawn a skull on it and he's like mm, soon i can put my skull shaped case around the sun turning the vitamin d it produces into vitamin e Because she just, you know, he wasn't very discreet, and she was able to easily track him, and she just right. follows him into the lair. And he had the him. his ashy footprints, like containing her students' ashes, were right. leading straight to the gate. Right, and she's like, "Nah, you're not doing that." And he's all like, "Oh, you want revenge because I killed your class?" And she's all like, "Well, not really, because that happens." <laughs> and also, classes die every day. You, I, gun gun control is a real issue. Why did you, why did you kill them? It seems like <laughs> random that you would kill them. There's no motive. I didn't even know you were here until you killed them. So all you did was draw attention to yourself in your lair. It doesn't make sense. But now you're going to die because though I don't care that you killed 27 of my students, I can't let you kill the whole world by putting the, the sun in a device. But, but then he says, I had to, I had to kill your students because children represent 
happiness and happiness and then she gets angry and shoots him in the face because <laughs> she's not going to let him monologue because no one monologues in the real world and no one monologues in Philomena's world that's right but then as he falls as he falls his limp hand smacks the red button the the go cover the sun button and nothing happens but but nothing happens because there's no feasible way that he could have afforded or constructed such button without drawing the attention to anyone so it was just you know he hit the button and it set off a little chime and a little alarm. Right. It it set out confetti and like a a cake arose from the floor that was like, "Congrats on capturing the sun." Because he thought that was like his victory uh, bun. Like, yeah, and Philomena's like, "I'm too old for this shit," even though she's only thirty. Right, and then she does eat some of the cake. Right. Right. Because how and could you know? That's the, what's the title of that? Um. Oh, uh, okay. Hold on. Vitamin death. Ooh, I, I like it. Vitamin death. Right. Nice. It's a very short movie, but very good. Okay. Um. What time are we at? Oh, we got we got time. Um. I have two potential games. We could play. I keep putting more stuff in the show than I need to, but that's fine. We can play a new game I call Stealing the Show. Or we can play another new game called What Movie-Book Is Egg Talking About? We played a, a while ago, we played a game similar to this with Peaches on our YouTube channel, Sugar Ditch. Did a game where we made up a plot, so I think we'll save stealing the show for next week. Okay. All right. And we'll do the the second game. So this game is called "What Is Egg Talking About?" And um, in case y'all don't know me on a personal level, uh, I am famously terrible for remembering names and titles and stuff. And Jess, you can attest to that. I. Yeah. I'm not good. There was one kid it's who we shared a class in extracurricular theater uh, program with whose name I didn't even know except for Ron Peach. And I still don't know his Terrible. name. Well, his name wasn't really worth knowing. Yeah, that's fair. He was. He really it's was a Ron Peach. Age, it's what? It's Evan, if anyone cares. All right. Because I'm really good at doing things. Right. So, <clears throat> I have taken the... Was that a fart? No, that was a clap of my hands. If it was oh. a fart, I would have been like, oh boy, you're lucky you can't smell this one. Oh, okay. Anyways, I have taken movies and books and giving them titles that I would say if I couldn't remember the actual title. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yes. All right, so here's the first one. Uh, teen beats up his date's dad. High school teen beats up his date's dad. 
dialogue. It is a movie. New-ish. It's not old, but it didn't just come out. Oh, I, I don't even know. What is it? It's Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, my gosh. What? Whatever. What? How does that not make sense? He beat, if she was, It was his date's dad, and he beat him up. All right. All right. Right, it's just you know whatever. There's other things in that movie besides that, but whatever. All right. Um. <laughs> this one might be a. Why is that lady looking at me? I don't. The time said seven thirty to eight. Strange. Finger. No. Um. All right. This movie might be has less to do with plot and might just be more personal for me. The perfect rom-com. It is the perfect rom-com. Well, that's, that's what it is? Are you, are you talking about when Harry met Sally? I sure am, yeah. That's 100% correct. Get good, scrub. Get good. All right. Next one. Now, this one is a book. Uh, Guy Stalks Childhood Crush. Now, I don't know if you read this book. To be fair, it's the only one I think you haven't seen, so I do apologize for that. It's, it's a movie or a book? It's a book. It was made into a movie, but wasn't very popular. These are the most the vague hints you could possibly give anybody. I have no idea what is it. It's, it's Paper Towns by John Green. And to be fair... If you read the book, which I get you you haven't, that was my mistake. But if you read the book, that's not a vague hint. The guy's thing is like, oh, Margot, I love her so much, and then she ran away. I should find her. What got me was that he hadn't seen her in years, because you said childhood crush, which made me think that they're adults now. So you could have just said crush, and that still wouldn't have helped me, but it would have been a better movie. All right, I'm sorry. This one, I know for sure you've read. It is also a book. Are you ready? Sure. All right, it's it's in the form of a question. Um, Do I want to bang robots? Is there a Ready Player One? No, but that's an interesting guess. Wait. Wait, give me a, what is it? It's do androids. Oh, wait, shut up. I know. Yes. Do androids dream of electronic sheep, electric sheep, electric mm -hmm. sheep? Well, Can we agree that that was a good one? I feel like that was a good title. Sure. It was good. All right. I'll take that. Um, now, these next two are stage productions, but they're not, they're pretty popular. The first one, uh, AIDS sucks. Oh shit, I gotta get out, hold on. Where are you now? Alright. Yeah. I was, it was fine, they left. But they were, it was just, I'm just in a more pop. Alright, this next title is called AIDS sucks. It's called Rent. Yeah. 
Yeah, the t- the real title is Rent. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen that one? Yes. Okay, good. I don't feel bad. All right, the last uh, one. Many, many. Huh? Five hundred minute. Uh, the last one, also stage production. How many minutes was it in rent? 525,600 minutes. Alright, this last one is called Everybody Hates the Poor Kids. And I know you... No, no, no. I'm going to give you another guess. It's a little more obscure... But I know for a fact that you know this material very well. It's holiday themed. I know what it is. What is it? Is it the worst Christmas pageant ever? Yeah. The, is it the best Christmas pageant ever? Yes, it is. Because in that whole that whole play is oh man, don't these don't these kids aren't they terrible? But they're just they're just like underprivileged kids they're just poor could you give them a break they're probably no. really hungry exactly they're you know what a really underrated what a really underrated um stage production is what starlight express starlight express yeah it's a love story about trains <laughs> who doesn't love a love story about trains At- Andrew Lloyd Webber is the most buck wild composer, musical producer ever. He like he brought us cats and he brought us Phantom of the Opera, but like also he did Starlight Express. It's it's nuts. Even the idea of cats, even the idea of like yeah, let's do one about just some cats hanging out is 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 nuts. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Ah, it's good. All right. So, um, you want to wrap this this baby up with a little advice, writing advice? Sure. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the prompt I have for this week is um, what should you do when a scene's going nowhere? So, like, what I do is I try to rethink it. You know, mm. if if I have it in my mind of how it should go, but it's just not working, sometimes you have to scrap it and start over on that scene. Start at a different point and see where it leads you. Just don't think about it too much. Like, don't let it ruin your... I know you Egg, have done this, where you will spend weeks on the same scene. Mm-hmm. But it's like, sometimes you need to just start over and take it in a different direction. It doesn't mean it's the worst direction. It could probably be a better direction. You have to get outside of your own head and think about other elements that might work. Right. Instead of having this fixed idea of how it should be. Right. What you need to, when you're writing a scene, and maybe not the first time you go through, maybe this is on, on an edit, but if you're having such a hard time with a scene in your book or play or screenplay or whatever, you really need to take a step back and think, why am I not connected to this? Because if you're not connected to it, the audience is going to have a very hard time being invested in it. That's right. So you need to find it, think about what this scene like serves to do in the plot, and if there's a better way you can do that, maybe. 
That's right. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had any yeah. scenes that you were just like, oh, this is not? Yeah. And I've had the scrap them, and then I wrote much better scenes, and I think they work better because mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to, you know, start over. Mm -hmm. I really like what you said about, like, keeping your idea fluid and, like, being open to change. Because the writing process is a very wild and almost uncontrollable thing. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. This has been the... So, oh, yeah, go. Next week, viewers, I'm letting you know, I'm dragging Aang to a haunted attraction. So um, we'll see how that goes. He's kind of not all about it. You'll, well, here's my thing. I'm not a little bitch. I want to make that clear. I'm not a little bitch. I do have very... I never said you would. I know, I know. I do have very quick reflexes. And if I get scared, I will jump. I will make a hup, up 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 noise. And I will probably lash out. But I will try and control myself at this haunted house. Pause again. Hup, up, up, up. It's like hup, up, up, up. It's like I'm trying to trick whatever's scaring me into thinking I have a machine gun. It's it's a dumb noise. I don't yell. I don't scream. I I I jerk, and and I go hup, up, up, up. <laughs> I love it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we will give you Did guys you up. Today? What? Did you get your, um, a text from the president today? I did, yeah. It was your... At 118. It was, it was what you doing, boy? Feeling poey? <laughs> hey, boy, want to get uh, this eggplant emoji? I said, no, Mr. Trump. Yeah. I'm honored to, to speak to you. watch the movie, The Package. You've re I, I really do. I really do. That's your homework for this evening. I, I was scrolling through Netflix and I saw a trailer for The Kissing Booth. And I was like, oh, that might yeah. be interesting. But there was a part of me that was like, this might not be as cool as you think it will be. Read the synopsis, terrible. So I'm probably going to watch it and then I'll have a bad movie report to, to give. Are you going to watch it tonight? No, probably not. I might tomorrow. All right. Well, this has been the Pen Pals Podcast. I'm your pen pal, Egg. Yeah. And that's Jess GG Jess. And uh, thank you all for coming to our corner of the bookstore. Bye.